Welcome to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott, and I am joined today by Aaron Iden and Dustin Elliott. We are still in Athens, Greece. This is week three of Athens. And before we go any further, I want to ask you to stop the podcast and answer one question in the comments, which is, what is the most crowded tourism experience that you've ever had in your life? You can put it in the comments and uh, we're actually going to answer that question. And later on in the podcast, we will tell you how to avoid uh, an overcrowded tourism experience. This has been actually the week where um, all the tourists kind of arrived. I mean, I had several friends from the U.S. who came to town and you could really notice that the crowds were getting much denser. Uh, have, did you guys notice that? Yeah, too? I noticed they probably didn't leave comments because they're busy being tourists. <laughs> yeah. They're actually they're doing what you're saying. They're actually traveling, so they don't have time to have fun screeny bopper time. Yeah, it's and a screeny bopper. It, it was like actually uh, Memorial Day, oh. the unofficial start of the summer tourism season, and it was a, a real interesting start. I mean, I just got interviewed by the Wall Street Journal and by CNN about summer travel, and it's crazy. Uh, oh. Aaron, you're... Aaron, your impressions of downtown Athens, please. Downtown's Athens, it's not only a tourist landmine, like it's just, it's just mobs of tourists, but also there's tourist prices. You can find lots of overpriced crap there. Tourists versus tourists. I feel like yeah. now that we've gone down there, I've seen some prices increasing, but I have no evidence for that, just perceptions. But if you get uh, into our neighborhood in Pangrati, everything becomes much more civil and normal and there's fewer crowds. Oh, yeah. Dustin, you've been keeping away from the downtown area, I've noticed, uh, and staying closer to here just for your own sanity's sake, right? So many, so many, um, so many, uh, a lot of, but like not just Europeans, I've noticed a lot of. Germans and a lot of English Brits yes, that have been... They um, like this place. This last couple of weeks, they've been kind of... But let's talk in. about ways to avoid crowds because I yep. think people are listening to this because they want some actionable, interesting information that they can use. So what are some ways that you can avoid crowds mm-hmm. when you're going to uh, an area that is impacted by tourism mm-hmm. uh, like, like Athens or, or Paris yeah. or Madrid? How would you avoid crowds... Dustin, <laughs> you, um, you could not go outside. You could stay inside, <laughs> which a lot of uh, tourists and a lot of um, travelers do a lot of times because they're so crippled with fear. So I highly recommend if you're like a fear-ridden, anxiety-ridden tourist, just stay inside, yeah. you know. And But if you can overcome the fear of travel, then you're going <laughs> to, you'll have to go outside. But okay. you'll have to. You do have to go out like get food and things <laughs> like mind. that. Never mind. You're going to have to go out no matter no, what. No, no, no. Yeah. You can, you but you can, can go get... to museums and things like go that. Out yeah. it's less. Um, I have an idea, yeah. though. One of the things that uh, people do is they will go out earlier in the day. Most of the tourists, I've noticed, follow these patterns where after 10 o'clock, they have breakfast at their hotel and they go out and they start doing touristy things. Mm -hmm. And so if you can start at like 9, so 9 o'clock is when everyone gets to work. So between 9 Mm -hmm. and maybe 10.30, things are not as crowded. And then at 11, you really start to see the crowds picking up. And then things get crazy. And it's in the heat of the day, too. It's been so hot here. Yeah. I wanted to say this. One interesting feature on Google Maps is that you can go onto Google Maps and it will show you where the busy areas are. And you can just avoid those busy areas. So on Google Maps right now, if you go to Athens, Greece, 
um, and probably not when you're awake because time difference. But if you go and you see Athens, like mid midday Athens time, and you look at Google Maps, you'll be, you will be able to see all of the different areas that are crowded because Google gives that data. And so if you're a tourist, if you're going to any city, just avoid these crowded areas and you're going to be totally fine. Don't go where everyone else is going because oftentimes that will give you a very, how can I say, similar experience to what everyone else is getting. Yes. And, and Aiden, how have you been dealing with the crowded situation here? So I basically go at, and this might be similar to what Aaron was talking, or sorry, what you were talking about, but I just go at very odd hours. Like I might go at 2 p.m., which is just after everyone has eaten and they're kind of like very, very tired and they're going back to their hotel room for their little afternoon nap. Or there's a lot of places open at like 11, 12 p.m. Which happens to be when you're usually at your most yes, active. Yes, because because yes. I have lectures at 1.30 a.m. That's not even a joke, by the way. I have lectures at 1.30 a.m. It's not a good situation. But what is a good situation is going out that late because everyone's asleep already. You know, the, for some reason, they go to sleep like very early. At 11 o'clock, no one's out. Avoiding the beaten path is good. Staying, you know, going, take, taking these roads. And then what happens is if you do... It, since Athens is pretty safe, you, you, you'll be okay, I think. Earlier this week, we also went to a place that not a lot of tourists go to, which is the Mediterranean, the beach yeah. here in Athens. Mm -hmm. uh, Dustin, this is something you really want to do, so why don't you tell us about it? Well, I went the first day with you guys, and I, um, I realized that no one wanted to go near <laughs> very close to the water. Um, but I, I really wanted to, and I, I have, I've been imprinted in my brain thinking that, oh, the Mediterranean is is a, a nice place to go to. And apparently it is, but not, I would say maybe coastal Athens is not, be, um, there's a lot of pollution there. And so the second day I wanted to go into the water and then I realized it was, it was pretty tragic. So a lot of floating plastic masks, uh, shredded up pants, debris, just a lot, of, a lot of plastic in the water. So that was really sad because I thought, you know, being from the good old USA, I thought we were like, I'm conditioned to thinking we're like the biggest polluters. So when I compare them to beaches in San Diego, I, th I you know, I, th I thought I was going to get something better. So if you're going to go to Athens or if you're going to go to Greece, I recommend going, you know, places where you know where the, the, the currents and what the currents are doing and maybe go to the islands because um, right by the city, it's very polluted. And the water's bathtub warm, though. It's very warm. It's wonderful. But you're be, you'll be swimming with plastic, but you'll love the water. You know, the water's great. You're going to love the temperature, but you're going to plastic's going to be rubbing against your skin. Since we're closer to the end of your visit than to the beginning, I wanted to also ask you about how Athens has influenced your art. You've actually started with uh, doing computer art, so you've <laughs> been using um, Photoshop. Oh. But how, how do you think it's influenced? <laughs> I can look at it. If you could see his face. How, is it, how has it influenced the way that you see the world and the, the way you're doing your art? Because people, I think, are very familiar with your art from... Elliot Confidential, they see it every week, and they're just interested in hearing from the artist. So let's yeah. hear from the artist. Well, if you continue to follow Elliot Confidential, which all four of us here really hope you do, um, you'll notice that my art has gone more digital now, and I don't know if it's going to stay like that. So now I'm, trying, I'm digitizing myself, and I have very mixed, I'm very apprehensive about it. Um, 
but I um, I don't know I I don't know if I, it's hard when when you talk about inspiration and things that influence you because a lot of times it's just unconscious so maybe in 10 years I'll know or maybe in two years but as far as Athens influencing me you know I don't I don't know I don't really don't know I, I that's such a hard question to ask, and you're going to get an hour worth of me blabbing about it. So okay. I'd rather just, right, you know, because right. I could go into I detail. Guess, you know what? Maybe we should just let readers figure it out or decide for themselves. Oh, they're, actually, they're, that would be nice. They'll hey, see your art. If they see it, um, say, hey, if you if you like the digital version of me, please yes. let us know whether you like that more or whether you like organic. Well, <laughs> and this this is a podcast filled with questions. So we there's there's one more question for you right there. I would love that. It would actually it would really help me because I'm indecisive and a lot of times I don't know what I necessarily want as an artist, but in the end and you have to know in this world know exactly what you want otherwise you're in trouble. Speaking of indecisive, uh, we have we're about uh, 10 days away from going to our next place. We don't know where we're going yet. And that's causing us a lot of anxiety. Uh, anxiety is part of the tourism experience, of the travel experience, so it's not something that we're unfamiliar with. Aaron, what are our options? Well, I'm going to put it this way. We have two options, but probably more. So we're thinking of going to Zagreb, which is in Croatia, or to Cyprus, um, Nicosia. Nicosian and then, and London is also still possible. And then London, yes. Yeah. So here's a question for you viewers. Which one do you think is better? You see, I think London would be great since we're not really fond of this 90-degree weather we're having here in Athens. <laughs> oh, yes, I, and I also have a lot of British friends who like talking about the bottles of water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Dustin? Well, where, I think it's good which... asking viewers. Well, they're not really viewing as they're listening. So... Yes. Um, so listener, as far as the listeners, the, uh, they, I would ask, I mean, maybe if, if you can get responses from them to see, it could be anywhere. I mean, yeah. uh, but as far as heat is concerned, um, London would probably be best. Yeah. Well, in the summer in Europe, you're going to get, it's just going to be, yeah, I know. Brutal. Yeah. I have, uh, I have, re- well, I'm Finland. I don't Finland. know what's going to happen here. This is, this is really a difficult situation. Um, I, I think Cyprus would be very interesting. I've always wanted to visit Cyprus, but Cyprus is going to be hot. But let's, let's tell people why we want to go to these three places okay. and not to normal summer European travel destinations. Oh, yes. That's, it's an easy question to answer. Uh, we're out of Schengen days. So Schengen, a Schengen visa is what you get. Uh, the Schengen region is the EU region, and we're limited to three months in that region. So we cannot go back. We have to go to a non-Schengen country next. So the places that we chose were uh, London and Zagreb and Nicosia. And they each actually, I'm intrigued by each of them. I've been to London, of course, but I have not been to Zagreb. At least I don't remember being to Zagreb. And we have not been to Cyprus either. So each of those places has some appeal. And I would love to know from the listeners, if you are hearing this now, if you want to just leave a comment and let us know where you think we should go of all those three places, not of any other places. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Korea. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> then, uh, yes, then uh, we could go to a far warmer destination. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if you have some listeners that really want you to go to that destination. Um, I wonder. I think I probably... Is it called... What is? There's a term for that. Is it fo- when someone follows you but they don't like you? Is it follow... Hate following? Hate followers, hate, yes. Hate listeners. For all yeah. our hate listeners and yes. hate followers. What place is this? This is the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott. 
and I'm joined by Aaron Iden and Dustin Elliott. Adios. How, How may we further educate our listeners? Yes. We unfortunately didn't get any comments last week, so let's repeat this week's question, which is, what is the most crowded tourism experience you've ever had? And I'm going to ask Aiden what his most crowded experience is. Aiden, the floor is yours. Most crowded experience with Disney World. Okay, where, which park and which ride? Animal Kingdom. Yes. Animal Kingdom. We were trying to go on the, the, the ooh, ah, ah, monkey ride for the, the, the cold monkey ride. What is it called? The baboon. The cold baboon ride. The one that goes on the train tracks. There's like a five-hour wait. Aaron, your most crowded tourism experience. That's a great question, Dad. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, it has to be somewhere between... Oh, man. I remember the first time we went to Lisbon. And I remember... We had gotten this VRBO, and this was crowded in every sense of the way. I remember our, we got there, and this was before the pandemic, just before the pandemic, and wow, was it crowded. People everywhere, and they weren't all tourists. Like, these were, you know, just Portuguese people, and it was really crowded. And then we went to where our apartment was, and that street was just loaded with people. And, um, yeah, I remember getting up to the apartment, and I didn't, we hadn't realized it, but, you know, 800 square feet isn't a lot. It was so, a closet. Yeah. yeah, that was really crowded. <laughs> but the last really crowded experience that I had um, was right here in Greece, of course, because that was the last experience I had that was very crowded. Yesterday, when we were coming back from the ocean, we decided to go on the metro. And wow, that was rush hour. Everyone was on that tram. So there's a tram that goes out to the Mediterranean and that's how we got there. And so we took it back and wow, everyone was there. School children, people uh, coming back from work. It was everyone. So those were my two most crowded travel experiences wait, 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 that I can remember. All right. Where was this? This is yesterday, yesterday when they went down to the water. You missed it. Dustin, most crowded experience. In 2011, I was in Shanghai and I was in the underground there and they were packing people into the underground using like this tool, like this little weird packing device. Oh, I've heard about that. That was claustrophobic. And then we went up to this tourist area called the Bund, which is like the French area where when I guess when the French had their their colonies in Shanghai. But at the time, my brother was dating someone who looked like she she was blonde and she had a shaved head and she looked like Lady Gaga. And they they'd been drinking and my brother yelled, "Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga." And he, and people started get, uh, stampeding and getting really close to his girlfriend. Like a lot of people started going up thinking it was Lady Gaga. And at the time, my bro brother actually kind of looked like he would have been like security detail because he's shaved head and he looks like a tough guy. So that got really scary. So we got we got followed by a masses of people in the underground in Shanghai. So that was oh wow, I have never heard that story. Yeah, it's terrible. It was really really scary. Okay, so better not shout Lady Gaga in a well not anymore. She who now she's yeah, you know she. she who yeah. is she now? <laughs> yeah, especially around me, because I, I look like Lady Gaga. Like now she looks like Lady Goo Goo. And that's what happens with everyone, by the way. Men and women both, we all... Lady, what's... Lady Goo Goo Gaga? Goo -goo. Yeah, well, Lady... Like, you know, when you get older, it's Goo Goo Gaga. You return to, like, to becoming a, an infant, like a baby. Oh, yeah, because they got a little wrinkles. They look <laughs> yeah. like old men. Oh, but goodness. also, too, everyone has their expiration date. I, that's a great word I've been learning recently. And, and it's okay, but Lady Gaga is... She's still around, but she's not what she used to be. That's okay. 
Yes. My most crowded tourism experience, I just had it, and we talked about it in this podcast, was the underground city in Cappadocia, Turkey, where we went into this little tunnel. It was maybe like a four and a half foot diameter tunnel. And there were people in front of me and people behind me. And then the people in front of me stopped and we were stuck there. That was claustrophobia inducing. It was very, very crowded. It's not something that I could recommend for anyone. If you ever go into a tunnel, make sure that there's proper egress. That would be my only advice. We have arrived at the very end of our podcast. Normally in this spot, we would be reading your comments, but there are no comments. I I can read one of their comments. I wonder why there aren't any. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll read one of their comments real quickly. Okay. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. So please leave comments for us. Or not. Or don't. uh, And, um, oh, you know what? One thing that we like doing is telling secrets. Do we have any secrets to tell before we go? Oh, yes, we like it is. Secrets. It's it's the Elliot. It's called Elliot Confidential, so we have to tell mm-hmm. a secret, right? Oh yes, yes. My secret is: if you are ever in the Balkans or like the Mediterranean area, get gazos, the most oh. delicious soda in existence. It has an incredible flavor, incredible smell. It is its own flavor. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Uh, to my knowledge, it is actually just. Um, carbonated mineral water that's heavily, heavily mineralized, and then with some sugar cane juice. So what you're tasting is the taste of minerals. I just had lunch with the chief marketing officer for Blue Ground. Those are the apartments that we're staying in. They're based here in Greece. And he told me about the economics of vacation rentals. Fascinating stuff. It turns out that the reason that you can't find any affordable Airbnbs is that all the owners are setting the prices and all of the owners want top price now for their rentals because they've been, you know, for the last two years, they haven't been able to get a good rate and now they're all jacking their rates up. So if you want a good rate, here's the insider advice, Elliot Confidential advice is don't try the summer, shoot for the fall when Everyone is going to be lowering their rates, and you should be able to get a good rate, even for an Airbnb or a VRBO rental. But don't try for the summer. The summer, people have lost their minds. Dustin, you want to tell, tell us a secret here? Uh, I, I, I feel like people are very sincere here, but you wouldn't think they are because the tone is... It's Greek. It, yeah, and it's very... Um, it's over the top. So when someone says sorry or hello or goodbye, it, it, it in America it would be perceived as um, what's the word? Like insincere. Insincere. Yeah. yeah. It's a, so to realize here that people are actually being sincere, but at first you, you uh, you're kind of shaken, you're taken taken back because you're like this sounds like they're being insincere, but they're actually it's it's yeah it's almost like a patronizing tone, but it's not for them. It's natural, but as a very sensitive American. It sounds very patronizing, but really, that's just how they're being. Greeks are really great. They're very friendly yep. here. Um, the Athenians, they have a little bit of a rough edge, but like it, like any major European city, once you get past that, they're really, really nice. Aaron, do you have a secret you want to talk about? Hmm. I would say here, not all metro stops, especially tram stops, are going to have working machines. Oh, so. Yeah. Make sure to go onto the website, and it's a difficult to read website. However, once you find your working machine, you can buy Metro Passes. Now, the cool thing is that you can get for the Athens area 90 minutes on any 
sort of public transport. That means buses, that means trams, that means metro. And uh, it's really cool. Once you get on it, the metro is a safe, clean, and it's a beautiful experience. Um, the only issue, of course, is that you know some of the timetables are a bit off. Like yes, yesterday, they don't keep their timetables. Like yesterday, one train had arrived 15 minutes early, which was shocking. So we thought we were going to wait 15 minutes longer, but thank God, <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was early or late. But let's hope it was uh, uh, the the former. Thank you for joining us for the Elliot Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliot with Aiden Elliot. Dustin Elliott and Aaron Elliott. We had a fun time. This is actually a really good podcast here, I think. Yeah, real good. Uh, um, so we'll do it again next week. All right. We'll do it again. Yeah, all, right. all right. Hopefully we'll get comments. Yeah, yeah, comments. Don't forget your comments. Yeah, don't forget your okay. comments. Have a great week, guys. Have a great Bye. week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.